com. Good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes along with my good buddy Doug McCary coming to you live on this Reformation Tuesday. Uh, glad you have joined us. October 31st, 2023. I think this is, uh, if I'm not correct, I'll do my math here. Um, 500 and 507? Six. Six. 506. 506. Yeah. Um, how you doing, bud? I'm okay. It's kind of a strange day just because, you know, the whole, the our neighbors are putting out their skeletons <laughs> and candy. And I said, I looked over at Lori today. I go, are we going to put candy out? You know, cause it, nah, I don't want to put candy out. I, I just don't want to have anything to do with it. And I'm like, yeah, but I, you know, if for for the kids, it's a it's just the candy. They're not, in, in, in and so it's a really, I don't know. It's just a strange thing. I grew up going. My parents, even though I went to church three times a week, right? Halloween for them was just a, a way for me to go get candy, right? I know a lot of stuff has now happens. It's a it's a much more dangerous holiday in a lot of ways because of some of the evil stuff going on in our world some of the evil demonic stuff brad i've seen more stuff about ouija boards and Mm. like Mm. casting spells and all that stuff than i ever remember seeing growing up so the whole witchcraft i don't know if it's from harry potter or that kind of stuff um you know it's just kind of a bizarre day i mean and and so i like you i first thought this morning i woke up was reformation day right yeah. i mean thank god that uh martin luther yeah. uh, uh, did what he did and uh we celebrate that but um i don't know it's kind of kind of had a weird feeling about it today so Lori goes well i'll put a box out there if you want to put candy in it but i don't well that's what we do uh, you know like it or not do you we, put a note out there uh no uh but we do try to sit out there on the porch we don't have decorations i mean yeah. we do have some fall decor you know like some uh i think we have a pumpkin a couple of pumpkins sitting on the front steps they're not carved you you, but... you, you, you don't have any uh, bones or any <laughs> blood or no anything. no bloods no spider webs yeah. uh nothing like that but uh anyway we we use it as an opportunity we're on a we're on a very short street uh we have a lot of people that i don't know why this is but they they come in on buses and drop them off in our area and, oh, uh, they do that at the beach too. Yeah. You know, people come out because you got all the money out there. Well, <laughs> well, they go, they, they go, go. Hey, I want to go trick or treating down Ponte Vedra Boulevard. <laughs> exactly. You know? They get the big candy bars down there. Anyway, so what we do is, is uh, we just use it as an opportunity to be a friendly neighbor and just sit out front and uh, give candy out. So, yeah. did you ever have that guy who gave out things that you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? I mean, like. Uh, like we we had a guy who gave out you know the you know the little plastic golf balls like sure. you would go yeah. to his house and that's what he gave everybody i don't really? know if he just bought them in bulk 
and just handed them out. A golf ball? But I'm like, no, 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 the plastic ones. Right, a plastic golf ball. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah, I'm like seven, eight years old. That's not even like a little plastic Easter egg that you could open up. No, it was just a plastic golf ball. And I'm like, this, that was, you know, I I did not have a grateful heart. I have to be honest. So what is the oddest thing you've gotten in your... (laughs) Trick what about you? That that may top it right there. I, 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 yeah, you know, I grew up, Doug. We were a church-going family. Uh, we didn't really understand all the things we know today about uh, Halloween or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we dressed up and you know ravaged the neighborhood. So we were never really allowed to dress up really scary. So. No, we didn't either. Uh-huh. Yeah, we didn't either. But anyway, I did, what was your strangest gift? <laughs> or strangest thing you got yeah i don't know it was probably a piece of fruit or something yeah <laughs> people gave fruit oh yeah man you remember they used to say hey be careful i, I never got fr- well know? i guess they used to give apples and oranges yeah right, they did because that was always the thing you'd and then either, people wouldn't they got behind razor blades but, yeah, and things bad like that stuff yeah. In there. yeah incredible yeah yeah well it's um yeah so i don't know call us if you want to Tell us what you're up to this week tonight. <laughs> what are you uh, doing? How yeah. are you celebrating it other than Halloween? Style? Yeah, are you celebrating Halloween or Reformation? Yeah, Day? Lori and I usually would take the girls. We would go to a movie and we would just go out and get away, and we wouldn't even be at the house. Uh, and and so, but we would leave we would leave candy or stuff out there for them, but. So I, they could just walk up on your porch and take whatever they yeah, wanted? Yeah, well, yeah, and it's funny because we have a camera. We have a ring camera, you know, and so you can see and you can actually hear the kids talking. How much should we take? Should we take one or two? No, oh, that's I'm taking good. more. It's really <laughs> That's it's, good. It's kind of funny. And, in fact, you need to be careful if you're out there trick-or-treating. Uh, tell your kids. A lot of people have those ring doorbells, and, oh, and they can see. I've got you. one. I've yeah. got one. In fact, I. I uh, it's so funny when I'm not at home and Vicky strolls up to the front. You know, my alarm goes off on my phone. By the way, I better turn my phone off <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Uh, and d- does yours allow you to talk through it? Oh yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. And it's kind of funny when you do that because they don't know where you are. Oh yeah. Because sometimes yeah. I'll be there. You know. Uh, so anyway well uh, anything up on in the news today i see that uh, there's some some potential i guess um concerns for terror attacks on u.s soil fbi director sends a warning out about potential for terror attacks well it's well yeah we've said that they're already here i mean they come over the southern border i mean like millions and millions of people have come over in the last you know uh, what three years yep yeah and it's just insane that there has been no kind of uh no kind of security checks i mean and so many people have gotten away i think what did they how many did they say have gotten like potentially seven million yeah but but uh, i mean how many have come over that they uh, are did not catch you know, that yeah. they haven't tracked yeah that's why i'm saying that there's uh course course there's a potential for that um you know and so um i talked to one of my friends who again he was just sharing with um about about the losing relatives over in israel right now um and you know it's it's again we move on most people 
do not have the stomach to keep watching it. They right. kind of get burned out on it. Right. Uh, the way we are, we're a remote control society. And so we move on. But this is one place that we should pay attention to. And we're going to look at this this week in SWAT tomorrow, matter of fact. Um, and next week on the radio, That did you know, Brad, that in Ezekiel, God says that he placed Jerusalem. Jerusalem's in the center of the world. Yeah. It's literally, I think the Hebrew word means navel or like the center of it all. And if you put all the continents together, that's where Israel is, right in the middle. Amazing. And uh, so we really, as people of faith, if you're listening and you are a believer, you are a converted Gentile is what you are, uh, then we should be praying for the peace of Jerusalem, praying for the peace of Israel, yeah. um, praying for God's blessing on Israel, praying that they would receive Messiah, praying for their peace. Um, God says in his word, I will bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. And a lot of people, uh, unfortunately, have written Israel off, and there's a lot of anti-Semitism in our world today, unlike Brad, I've never seen it in my lifetime like this. I mean, like yeah. I grew up, I remember growing up in Meridian and there was some KKK activity there that, um, in Mississippi, uh, against Jewish people. In fact, they tried to blow up the home of a guy who lived maybe a quarter of a mile, maybe a half a mile from where I lived growing up. I mean, dynamite all around the home and he was going to blow it up. Well, in fact, uh, I've tried to get the guy on the program. He is a guy who's a believer now named Tommy Terrence. And uh, he was a big guy uh, in the KKK, or at hmm. least their henchmen doing their work to blow up this home of a Jewish guy. He wasn't, you know, it was, so they, there's a lot of anti-Semitic stuff that has happened in the past, but not at the intensity of which we're seeing it now. And so, and uh, it's it, in fact do you know why they're called semites hmm. i didn't know till i, I i'm like that the semite word comes from shem shem interesting yes shem yes. was a, a you know if you if you go through the lineage of the godly heritage hmm. shem was one of noah's sons who came out of the flood right right and and shem was the one who was the, one of the godly he was the godly one gotcha. and the line came through shem the semites shemites semites interesting isn't that interesting yeah love the that. jews people that they yeah. they are they they are god's string that mm. strand mm. of godly people that go back all the way to seth and to adam you know i was just thinking as you were saying that doug and kind of even going back to you know whether you celebrate halloween or you know, as Christians, I don't don't think that's something we should celebrate. That mm -hmm. doesn't mean you shouldn't maybe sit on your porch and hand out ca candy and maybe use that as an opportunity to engage with, with lost people. The other thing is, and I haven't really thought about this, but in light of all that's going on over in Israel, might be a good opportunity that that kind of be an engagement with people. You know, you've got Greg Kokel coming on Thursday talking about yeah. tactics yeah. and how we share the gospel with people. I, it's going to be interesting to talk to him about what we're dealing with now in this culture 
because he is so thoughtful in how we interact. He uses questions really, really well. well I was just thinking about, and uh, maybe you can ask him this, um, is just in light of what's going on over in Israel, mm-hmm. this might be a good opening question for people. Hey, what do you think about what's going on over in Israel? Yeah. And a lot of people probably would say something like, well, I don't really know much about what's going on in Israel. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it might be an opportunity to to point them to the scriptures that speak of Israel being God's chosen people. Well, and, if, uh, if you're a believer who's out there, um, my, my question for you is, do you really know the the history of Israel? Do you know the history of your own faith? And so as a believer, Paul addresses this in Romans 11 when he's writing to the Roman church, and we're going to cover this. This is one of the points we're going to talk about this week on in the Bible studies is that we were a wild branch. If you are a Gentile, yeah. you were a wild branch that's grafted into the cultivated root and the cultivated tree is Israel. Mm. And Paul talks about that. And so he says, don't be arrogant. And and Brad, it looks like that there, I mean, I can remember people that who said they were Christian who were part of the KKK and hated Israel. And that goes directly against Paul's exhortation, which is God's exhortation to people. God is speaking through his servant Paul when he wrote the Romans Mm. letter. And so pray for Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And uh, just one more thing. I don't know if you remember that Jew- that German Jewish girl that was abducted. They said she was in a hospital. Yes. The, the president or the prime minister of Israel said that they did find her and she had been beheaded. Yeah. Uh, and it was really sad. Mm. I know that. Mm. Pray for that family. Yeah. Amen. Glad you tuned in today. We're going to take a quick break. Hope you'll join us on the other side. SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, serving San Marco at 91.7. There I was on death row, guilty in the first degree. Son of God hanging on him. Hell was my destiny. 
Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this uh, Tuesday afternoon, Reformation Day, 506. Glad you tuned in. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can call us during the fourth segment at 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. You can also email us at ask at swatradio.com, A-S-K at swatradio.com. That was uh, David Crowder there coming in on the break. By the way, Doug, did you see uh, Crowder was in town this past weekend? No, I didn't uh, in fact, know that. Mercy Me and David Crowder, I think they played down in St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was just uh, just heard that, missed that. Would love to have seen yeah, Crowder. I like David Crowder. I, I saw him with uh, Casting Crowns a few years ago, and uh, he was – I really liked his the, the concert he did because I felt like he really – it wasn't about him it it's was, not a performance it, really no, i really you know. felt like he did a good job of that so um uh, that was was really good so well i'm bummed that i didn't know he was in town <laughs> no. that would have been a good one I to know it. about I well it. hey it is my grandson's uh i think fifth birthday today is it really yeah his name is ezra isn't that a great mm. name mm. ezra ezra Ezzy is what we call him. And so he is the funniest critter, man. You know, you, you've got a lot of grandkids, too. And, you know, they all have their own little unique personality. Yes. And he's just, he cracks us up. I mean, like we, <laughs> but you see the joy of life yeah. in him. Yeah. And it's just so fun to watch Ryan and Schaefer parent him and raise mm-hmm. him. And today's his birthday. So happy fifth birthday, Ezra. Hope you have a good birthday out there. Poppy's proud of you. Oh, man. What a sweet, sweet name, sweet boy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I just, it's the 31st of October. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's that his birthday. That is. So anyway, uh, we are looking at the word believe. We are in Mark 1, verses 14, 15. Uh, specifically what Jesus says in response to his declaration, saying the kingdom of God is at hand in verse 15. What he's saying is God's Messiah has come. His kingdom is here because his king is here to rule and reign. And just as a quick uh, note, if you just are tuning in for the very first time, you'll be a little out of it to hear what we're talking about because without the explanation of what the word gospel would have meant to those people listening. It would have meant a new king or emperor is uh, born, a new king or emperor is now coronated, or a king or emperor had a great military victory. That was the only time that the word euangelion, which is the Greek word we translate gospel, it's kind of like a a shout of glad tidings or a shout of great news. Hey, great news, great news, great news, so that people would listen to what you're about to proclaim. And so when we see the word gospel in the scriptures, we don't always think of a new king and ruler who's going to rule and reign. Uh, But in their mindset during that day, that was the only, it was a secular word. The only time that was used was in that situation. And a king's domain 
was not necessarily geographic. It was where his will is obeyed. And we talked about the summer, and we talked about it in the last few weeks, how there is a, what I call a, um, I don't know the the best word for, uh, the, the gospel that you may think of is a partial gospel. It's not the full package. It's a forgiveness only gospel. And that's not what they would have heard. And Jesus, in response to his declaration, calls people to repent, to believe, and to follow. And all three of those things only happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not something we in our human flesh can do. Nobody seeks God. Nobody goes after him. But as the Spirit draws, there is a divine mystery of God's sovereign will, his Holy Spirit working, and our participation through human responsibility and response. So Jesus says, hey, repent and believe. And we looked at repent last week, and we saw that includes a change of mind, about our self-rule and our, our life of rebellion against God, a change of heart, which means there's a sense of sorrow for our self-rule and rebellion against God and our sin. And, and there's a change of direction, which means that the Spirit actually enables us to turn from self-rule to Jesus' rule, from trusting in our own righteousness for forgiveness to trusting in his sacrifice or forgiveness and it results in a changed life and yeah. that's what we talked about last week so this week we're focusing on the word believe and that greek word is pistuo which comes from pistis which means we said yesterday to believe to the extent of complete trust and reliance now i i really wish brad we could just take that definition mm. and insert it wherever the word believe or faith yeah. is in the scriptures because yeah. it's the same root word for both. Right. But when Jesus preached to believe, John the Baptist preached to believe, the apostles preached to believe, Paul preached to believe, that's the that's the idea that they were preaching, not believing in facts yeah. about yeah. something. And and I had you read, we're going to have you read it again today, Romans 10, 9, and 10, because that passage of scripture has been so, I want to say, abused by people who say, mm. well, just pray this prayer with yeah. me. Even on TV, you'll right. see really good guys with good intentions. These are these are men that want to see people come into the kingdom. They want to see people uh, saved, turned away from their wicked life and, and from the penalty of that sin. And yet, if you just pray that prayer with me, then you're in. Based on it a hmm. faulty understanding of what this text is talking about. Right. And so I would really love for you to read Romans 10, 9 and 10, and we'll begin the discussion about what does Paul mean when he says confess with your mouth and believe in your heart? What does he mean by that? Why is he using that phraseology? Is it simply just to speak the words with your mouth? Or is it more than that? So I yeah. want to look at that. Romans 10, verse 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses 
and is saved. These are the very words of God. And if you look at Romans 10 in verse 9 and 10, if, um, you know, if you, if you read that passage and read in verse 8, uh, it, it says, but what does it say? The word is near in your mouth and in your heart. You'll see a little reference note there to go back to Deuteronomy 30. Yeah. Well, Paul is actually quoting here from Deuteronomy 30, verse 14, when it says, but the word is very near to you in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it in verse 8. But he's talking about believing with your heart and soul the confession with your mouth is when you when it says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is curios, he's master, you're saying uh, that he's our ruler, that he's our sovereign. He has ultimate authority over my life. Brad, how many gospel presentations have you heard where they don't even talk about his authority, his rulership? his kingship, um, when they share. I mean, they, they share yeah. the, that, that <clears throat> supposedly gospel message. They never even talk about his authority or his kingship. Yeah, you, uh, <clears throat> you don't hear that very often. And as you and I shared, and Dave and I have talked about this on Fridays, just how with a better understanding of what the gospel is, what, what's being, what we're called to, you know, to... Uh, repent, believe, and follow. Uh, it's not just repentance. It's not just believing. It's 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 the three of those things put together. Yes. That following him is submitting to his authority. If he is Lord, if he is King, uh, which he is, uh, then I am to come under his authority. Yes. And and the idea of do we hear that in the pulpit? Uh, not very often. What do, what do you think would happen if going forward, everyone who gave a, quote, euangelion presentation, a gospel presentation, started including the authority of Jesus yeah. and would say, by turning from your own life, the, your idol worship, which you are the idol, you were mm-hmm. the leader <laughs> of your life, you're, you're now saying... I'm not the ruler anymore. I'm not in charge. He yeah. is. Yeah. He's the source of my worth and value. He's the source of my deliverance from sin, from death, but he's also my ruler. What do you think would happen if everybody started proclaiming that message to people? Well, we'd probably get truer conversions, mm-hmm. and I'm, we're not judging here. We're just simply saying, to me, if we're preaching an incomplete or a false gospel, Mm-hmm. you're getting false conversions as well. Yes. That's the concern that you, we should have if we're not if we're not presenting a true euangelion. Yeah, well when he says again going back to Deuteronomy 30, Moses is instructing the people. The people were having a problem with obedience. And what Moses says to them, listen, the word is very near to you. It's in your mouth, it's in your heart. You know why he says that? Every morning, you know what they would do? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. 
And that that loving with all your heart is at the core of your being. The word soul is nephesh, which means to love him with your body, the way yeah. you live your life. Yeah. And to love him with uh, all that you are, all your strength is is very much muchness. You can't even put it into right. English words. It means with everything you have. Yeah. So when Moses says the word is very near to you there, he's saying you know that obedience is tied in to this confession that he's Lord. If you really say he's Lord, then it should impact your life. Yes. And so that, that's what... It will impact your Yeah, life, that's what right? Paul is trying to get across. When we come back, we're going to look again at Romans 10, 9 and, uh, 9, 9 and 10. And what, what does he say by pistuo, believe in your heart? What does he mean by yeah. that? Hey, glad you tuned in. We're going to take a quick break. Join us when we come back. Uh, SWAT Radio. radio when we're sending bibles to the world here's michael with the bible league roger this is alarming outside of the u.s as many as nine of ten new believers in the regions of asia africa the middle east and latin america have no access to the bible hear from pastor carlo he is in south america everyone wants to read the bible but what happens there are a few copies here in the area many of them will be sharing a single bible what's the problem here in america plenty of bibles maybe not a strong interest in reading those bibles but another part Parts of the world like South America, Christians, they're hungry. They're sharing Bibles just to be able to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. But I can tell you, we're so thankful at Bible League that Truth Radio and Bible League are teamed up to bless 1,200 Bibleist believers. And Roger, it happens with every call and with every click today. $5 sends a Bible, 100 cents 20. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D, or click the Bible League banner at ilovethetruth.com. Expect some delays because of a crash on the West Beltway on 295 northbound at the ramp from San Jose Boulevard. Also, there's congestion on the East Beltway, 295 northbound from Butler Boulevard to about Beach Boulevard. And there's congestion in southern St. Johns County on I-95 southbound at the ramp to US-1. Partly cloudy tonight, low 54. Wednesday, partly sunny, high 65. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. And uh, we're glad you tuned in. What a what a, a good topic to talk about. The just And I'm glad, Doug, you have kind of moved through this slowly because I think you know, the last couple of weeks we've been looking at repentance mm. and how how seldom repentance is really shared uh, in in our day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so much of the language of our day is void of that word repentance. Uh, you do you is really more popular. Yeah. You know, God loves you just the way you are. And by the way, he does. But he doesn't leave us the way we are. If we are his, 
Mm-hmm. He is not going to leave you the way you are. And if you are the same person you were when you professed to believe in Jesus Christ, Paul says, examine yourselves mm-hmm. to see if you are of the faith. Well, it's interesting. He doesn't say believe and repent. <laughs> he says, repent and believe. He says, turn and have this complete trust and reliance on. And so I want to go back to Romans 10 real quick to where Paul says, believe in your heart. So again, that definition, if you insert that, to believe to the extent that of complete trust and reliance in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Again, this is not just believing about the resurrection it is the, it is believing in the resurrection but he, he says for the with a heart one believes and is justified what he, what that means is we become right with god if we have this complete trust and reliance on the resurrection and then he says and with the mouth one confesses and is saved that means we've, we're rescued from the penalty and power of sin. So what does he mean by believing in your heart? Well, um, you read yesterday, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 6. We're not going to read it, but the, Paul says this is of first importance where he just basically says that according to the scriptures, Jesus suffered, died, and was resurrected and seen by a lot of people. And so the resurrection, Brad, is the main point of the entire life and ministry of Jesus. Mm-hmm. The whole point, I mean, it. everything in his life is focused on that point that he lived, he was born to a virgin, he lived a perfect life. He, he because he was uh, perfect and, and no, there was no defect, he was a perfect sacrifice and he accomplished a perfect redemption for us as the lamb of god that john described so when the father resurrected him it was the father's stamp of approval so if you believe in the resurrection like he says there that god raised him from the dead what you're saying is i affirm the deity of jesus he's the son of god i affirm his suffering death and resurrection I affirm his priestly work on my behalf and the behalf of his people. I affirm his coming glory. It's just not this this belief in a set of facts about his birth. You, you'll meet a lot of people who say, well, I believe in God or I believe in Jesus. And what they're saying is, yeah, I believe there was a guy named Jesus mm-hmm. who suffered, died, and was resurrected. Yeah. But they're not, uh, they're not believing to the extent of putting trust in and reliance on it. And I used this illustration yesterday about George Washington. You believe in George Washington just like I do as a historical figure, but we're not placing any faith in him. Why? Right. Because he's no longer around. He can't do anything for me. But remember when he was walking the earth, his men put place faith in him. They believed in him. They yeah. followed him into death. Yeah. And that's what God is calling us to do, to have that same same complete trust and reliance in Jesus, because Jesus isn't dead. He is still around. 
He's alive and he's working. He is our only source of salvation. So just to recap, believing in your heart or the resurrection uh, of the resurrection means, first of all, that I'm having complete trust and reliance that Jesus is the Messiah King promised by the scriptures. That's the first thing. The second thing is I believe that according to the scriptures, he suffered and died uh, to pay for the penalty of my sin. Third, I believe that he arose after three days and now sits at the Father's hand waiting the second coming. He's up there intervening for us now, but waiting for the time to come back and gather his people. And then finally, you're saying that I have complete trust and reliance that God raised him because he accomplished all that needed to be accomplished for the atonement of sin for all who believe. And, and so when Jesus says, it is finished, the Greek word tetelestai, it means the debt is paid. And so I'm totally dependent and totally in need of Jesus for my salvation. That's what it means to believe. The, the, I, I just wonder, Brad, that when we share the gospel and we talk about believing, is that what we're communicating to yeah. people? And when did we start not doing that? I think it's interesting, especially in light of it being Reformation Day, 506. Boy, you, you think about Martin Luther and the courage he had to, you know, put on the door, you know, what he believed. Mm-hmm. What is it? Is our faith, our, and I, I'm using air quotes here, yeah. is our faith, is our belief in Jesus causing us to to live differently it should I mean it it should produce in us if it's that complete trust and reliance faith Mm -hmm. that we talked about but a lot of you remember what a h a Ironside said you remember he was the pastor yes uh where is that I have that I had that quote here he Um, talked about easy easy believe ism which is something that we see a lot of today. Um, and it's um, it, it's really something that has spawned out of a desire for people to want to get as more people into the kingdom. Mm. People that might not really get in there if we just tell them the truth about his rulership, you know, is his lordship i mean like uh ha ironside said this back in the 30s uh and it's kind of you know a lot of people don't like the term that uh but true faith because faith again is that same root word for pistuo or pistis and and it, it it's always going to lead to a changed life even the thief on the cross that is right. the greatest example of a guy who had no time left in the world, but who was changed from one minute. He's cursing Jesus. The next minute he's defending Jesus. And that, that was a changed life. And, you know, it's a changed life that you or I were certainly agree. It's not a work because Ephesians two says for by grace, you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift. Lest any man should boast, but he says this, and we leave out verse 10 all the time. For the good works that we were created for, right, before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. 
So it, if if you just believe, bless you, Jeremy. If if you believe, and nothing ever changes in your life, what good work are you doing? Yeah, love this quote by C.S. Lewis. He said, "If if conversion to Christianity makes no improvement in a man's outward actions, if he continues to be just as snobbish or spiteful or envious." or ambitious as he was before, then I think we must suspect mm. that his conversion was largely mm. imaginary. Mm-hmm. And Well, at some point along the line, you asked this question. You said, when did this all start? At some point, we began to push people to make a decision yep. instead of repent, believe, and follow. Yep. We... Um, <laughs> you know, if you really stop and think about it from a, since today's Reformation Day, right? True salvation is not us accepting Jesus. Right. It's us realizing he's accepted us because we're our names were written in the foundation mm. before the foundation of the world. We're his. We hear his voice calling and we go, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm yeah. all in. Yeah. I'm not partially in. I'm all in. <laughs> Um, I was uh, I was reminded of uh, maybe a bad analogy. I always have some just because, uh, you know, the, all the ways you share Christ with your children growing up. I know we're going to take a quick break, so I don't I want to get into the story. I'll, I'll pick it up when I come back. Good but, tease. Uh, yeah, Good exactly. Tease. Exactly. You hey. almost is that like you plan that, Brad. <laughs> hey, glad you tuned in today. And uh, by the way, you got a great guest this Thursday, Greg Kokel. Um author of uh, the book tactics tactics uh excellent book a Highly dangerous recommend. book you can you can boy you can do some verbal jujitsu yeah. with people and really mess them up with that exactly glad you tuned in uh we're going to take a quick break join us uh when we come back call us at 844-777-7928 If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network. Listen in Orange Park at 91.7. I've been held by Savior. From the 
the Crowder song, man. I love that song. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Glad you tuned in today. Uh, we're going into the our last segment. We always love to hear hear from you during this segment. 844-777-7928. Give us a call. Love to chat. By the way, if you are um, if you're new to SWAT or SWAT Radio, uh, this broadcast really came about uh, several years ago after. Uh, um, just uh, kind of birthed out of the uh, SWAT Bible studies, which if you are not in a Bible study, if you're not in a men's Bible study, come join us tomorrow, starting tomorrow. Um, 6.30 out at Woody's, out at Solano yep. Road, Woody's Barbecue Restaurant, 6.30 a.m. We have our first meeting on Wednesday. Then we have another one here at noon at the Salem Center off Bentley Road. If you go to www.swatradio.com, you can see where the meetings take place. The address here is 7235 Bentley Road. That's 7235 Bentley. Just look up Salem. Yeah. Just remember yeah. S-A-L-E-M Center, and they'll tell you where it is. But also, Brad, at 10 a.m., SWAT Ladies meets. Yes. SWAT for Ladies. Lori, my wife Lori, teaches uh, SWAT for Ladies, and it is is quite the thing man she is very in-depth she pours and pours mm. and pours over that scripture and and she feeds well so yes she feeds them well. yes absolutely and not just feeding on the word but uh, there'll be some food there to eat too for, <laughs> so, for, uh, for the men yeah for the, men. The, the ladies see they don't need food, I, they get right? together for food afterwards yeah exactly yeah. but yeah. uh hey come join us seriously we'd love to Love to have you. And the reason I brought that up is because uh, give a little tease, Doug, for what you're going to teach tomorrow. Well, we're going to break out of Mark for yeah. For we're going to tomorrow. We're going to we're going to break out of Mark for a look at uh, what our friend Tommy calls Israelology. It's good. That's good. <laughs> it is basically uh, tracing our roots back to Israel. And why Israel is important. Mm. You know, that that has come up a lot over the past few weeks with everything going on in Israel. And so uh, we're going to look at the Christian response to Israel. How should we view Israel? How should we pray for Israel? Uh, why is Israel important? Why should, why should we pray for the peace of Jerusalem? Um, how are we to relate to Israel today? Uh, did we replace Israel? Um, some people think we did. Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter what people think. It's what does the Bible that's say. Right. Well, that's um, the beauty. So come, come join us. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, just I think I think so many people in the church don't really know about our roots. Yeah. And so they're really the question that the title of it is, why is Israel important? Yeah. Good. I mean, it, it it's important, and it, it's so important that the whole world is focused in on it yeah. and has been for yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, anyway, well, good tease, Brad. And yeah. speaking of teases, you had a tease. Well, I was thinking that, about the fact that uh, you and Lori, when you teach the Bible, uh, you don't spend a lot of time in the shallow end of the pool, if you know what I mean, <laughs> which leads me to what I was going to tell you about. So when my kids were young and I wanted them, wanted to teach them how to swim, uh, I would, uh, I would say, Hey, do you want to go swimming? And they would say, yes, let's go swimming. 
And uh, that was until the first couple of times that I took them to the pool when they realized there's a difference between going to the pool and going swimming. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to teach them how to swim, that I'd stand them on the edge of the pool. Mm-hmm. And, of course, like any young kid, uh, they're fearful. Uh, in fact, usually their eyes were turned toward their mama. Right? <laughs> save me. Save me. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I would – the hardest part, Doug – Mm-hmm. was getting them to look at me the mm-hmm. dad yeah in the pool hands up ready to catch them yeah. and and just but i i had to get their eyes turned from their mom to me and if i could get their eyes they could see that i i wanted them i wanted them to jump mm-hmm. you know but it wasn't considered swimming until they left the side of the pool mm. you know what i mean and and it's this same illustration when it comes to believing. Yeah. When they left the side of that pool and jumped to me, mm-hmm. that's belief. Mm-hmm. That's believing that I was going to do what I said I was going to do. Well, but the hardest part it's it, it's that view of 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 repentance. Repentance is turning from you know your own your self mm-hmm. to a new lord. To a new ruler. Exactly. Somebody who has authority over me. So when they tell me to do something, I do. Now, again, we're not talking about perfection. No, absolutely. But we're talking an understanding that, um, that, that said, you know, and that's the problem with the word believe. You know, James 2.19, we said this. You believe there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe, yeah. but they don't, they don't really have a trust that he's Lord and is going to deliver them. Uh, and so when people, let's just think about it this way, Brad, what if, I mean, uh, let's ask the question to somebody, if, if you're out there and you're going, yeah, but I, I know I prayed a prayer and I know there was a change. I know, is it possible for somebody to truly believe to the extent that they, they have complete trust and reliance in Jesus and then continue to walk as the leader of their own life as a pattern of their daily life. I don't personally believe that's possible. I don't know how it can yeah. be possible. Yeah. Yeah. That, but a lot of people do that because they believed they prayed a prayer. I prayed a prayer. Uh, and, you know, I, I felt something. Yeah. Yeah. We should feel something, but the feeling should be an overwhelming sense of sorrow of our grief for being in rebellion to God, not just because of the consequences of our sin. And that's Amen. where we go a lot of times. Amen. And and here's the biggest thing, Brad, and we're going to get into this tomorrow, is our attitude as we believe should be one of humility. So when you see people who are coming to Christ with no contrition, they they're prideful. Um, they they don't come with this attitude of I don't deserve to be saved. Okay, I'm finally doing this. I'm finally mm-hmm. giving in. You've you've convinced me, uh, and it's some kind of intellectual game. You've got to become like a little child. Jesus said in Matthew eighteen, three, truly I say to you, unless you turn. And become like little children, you will never, he says, yeah. you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. 
whoever humbles himself like yeah. this child is the greatest. And yeah. I think of Brad, I was one time I got lost in Disney World. I was there with my folks. I didn't want to ride a particular ride they were gonna mm. ride. And so I went into the magic shop. Man, I was I was in there. I was and <laughs> I was just enamored with all the magic tricks. And I was supposed to wait in one place, but I went into the magic shop because I thought well, I'm just running there for a minute. I came out and I saw a sea of people. And I didn't know where my dad was. Mm. I didn't know where my mom was. I didn't know where they were. And I was sitting there panicked. And I was looking for somebody to rescue me. And finally, I felt my dad's hand reach down and grab me and say, where have you been? And I was so thankful because it was terrifying to be lost. It was terrifying to be out there. But little children, you know, when your kids, think back to when your kids were little, all your older kids, they would want to take your hand when they were placing. Yeah. Remember what happened as they got older? They'd start pushing their hand away. Right. They push it away because they wanted to be independent. That's right. And there's a natural process that takes place in our humanness of where we grow up and we kind of get out away from our folks. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. But with God, you never outgrow your dependence on him. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are never not dependent on him. That's what prayer is about. That is exactly what it is. And the whole Christian life is this understanding that I am totally dependent on him, that that he leads me. He's my ruler. Uh, he's my sovereign. He's in charge. He's a source of my worth and value. Mm-hmm. And unless I become like a little child in that way, how many times do you hear guys, I know you've counseled as many as I have, who who try to give their view that, well, God really doesn't want this. I know this is what his word says, but I'm not so sure that's mm-hmm. what he means. Yeah. And they try to twist the word to where they're bringing their perspective on it mm. instead of letting the scripture speak to them. And it mm-hmm. happens all the time. I was just literally, this is the verse or the, the little passage I was just thinking of. Titus 1 verse 10 says, for there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. They must be silenced since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach Mm -hmm. one of it it goes on and i I love this verse 16 it says they they profess to know god but they deny him by their works they are detestable disobedient unfit for any good work Mm -hmm. and you ask the question can you be converted and still live the way you once did that's not possible. No, it's not. And and our response as believers should be like Paul when he exhorted the Corinthians who were, by the way, there were believers there living abhorrent lifestyles. And Paul says, listen, you need to examine yourself to see if mm-hmm. you're in the faith. Test yourselves, he says, Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus is in you, unless you fail to meet the test? Yeah. So Paul is not holding back. We do not want to coddle people that are walking in 
direct open disobedience. Right. Oh, I can't judge anybody. No. Where does Peter say judgment start? starts with the house of God? Yeah. We are to hold people accountable lovingly, like Paul says in Galatians, uh, Galatians 6, 1, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in gentleness. Yeah. What my friend Perry Bowers is, says, we should use a velvet brick, yes. you know, to get people's attention to say, hey, if you're a believer in complete trust and reliance on Jesus, this is not the way you want to be acting. Amen. Amen. Well, that wraps up our time today. Glad you tuned in. Join us uh, at SWATradio.com. You can check out the various Bible studies that are going to be going on tomorrow. We'd love to have you in person. If we can, if you can't make it, join us back here at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. SWAT Radio.